day on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Leading off, though, a key vote related to Hamilton's LRT project now scheduled for next Wednesday. The latest delay in regards to the project's updated environmental assessment is the result of a motion uh, yesterday by uh, Ward 8 Councillor Terry Whitehead, and he says holding the vote until the next council meeting is going to give councillors around the table time to digest the nine hours of public delegations that they went through yesterday and is going to ensure that fresh minds will be making the decision. Now, a no vote next week could obviously stall the project. Would it be the death knell? Well, that remains to be seen. There is some undecided councillors. We've had a poll on LRT not too, uh, not too down the road. That shows that uh, most people, at least according to this poll, are uh, not supportive of LRT. Many pointing to the fact that that poll, though, was rather skewed because uh, only 4% of millennials, those between 18 and 34, were actually surveyed in that poll. So there's a lot of push and pull. There's still some undecided votes to be cast around the council table. But as we did yesterday and as we did the day before that, and did we do it the day before that? Probably. We're going to do a for and against LRT discussion here in hour number one. And we'll begin with Ward 4 Councillor Sam Arullo, who joins us on the Scott Thompson Show. Sam, how are you? I'm doing well, Rick, and yourself? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've recovered from yesterday's marathon meeting. Yeah, all good. So what are your thoughts on yesterday's delegations? You heard from a plethora, an armada, a flotilla of for and against LRT. Well, basically, a lot of it was a duplication of what we heard a few weeks back. But having said that, it's always good to uh, get input on both sides of the equation. Uh, we're at a situation now where it is becoming very serious in that if we can't move forward with the environmental assessment amendment, and, and keep in mind, this is an amendment to an environmental assessment that was already approved in 2011. So we're not asking for a new environmental assessment we're asking for an amendment so having said that if we can't get that approval it does um, put us in a situation where staff have indicated that they will need to go to metrolinks and ask if it's even worth continuing to pursue so it is a vital vital vote and not not only stalls the actual project it could kill the project because of the time frames that we have in place with respect to the RFP or bidding for the project itself. Well, that's that's obviously not a good sign for LRT supporters. Um, would it be a definite death knell, though, if if next week that that tweaked EA, the amendment to the environmental assessment, uh, and and the vote at council is no, and which forces staff to go, as you said, to Metrolinx and, and ask for any sort of extension or or uh, or get a glimpse of whether it's worthwhile to per, to pursue? Would that be the death knell? Well, basically, they'd have to ask whether it would be actually whether it would be in our interest to pursue any longer, only because we have a time frame or a schedule in place based on a memorandum of agreement, who some people now believe is a memorandum of disagreement. Um, so we had a time frame in place, we had approvals in place. Again, this is not a new approval we're seeking, but an amendment to an existing approval. Hence, the frustration surrounding this. So. A lot of people don't realize that this project represents more 
infrastructure than it does the train. 80% of this project is related to uh, sewers, roads, sidewalks, water lines, hydro, cable, telecommunications, fiber. It, it, it is really remarkable how we can turn our backs on this hard infrastructure when we're faced with a $3 billion overall deficit in infrastructure and a $195 million compounded annual deficit. So we're at a point now, and hopefully we're not going to be at a point of no return, but we're getting very close because we have a schedule that's already built that we're attempting to comply with based on approvals that were already granted by the same council. We're chatting with uh, Sam Marula, City Councilor, Ward 4 here in the City of Hamilton on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick, in for Scott today. Sam, were you prepared to vote on that revised EA yesterday, or did you have an inkling that the so-called death by delay would continue? No, we have to vote, and uh, I I didn't support the deferral because I, I believe that the deferral is playing into that death by delay scenario. Having said that, um, we're in a position where we have all the information. Some people might not have uh, the courage to move forward uh, now, but everyone needs to move forward. Uh, so frankly, we need to, to, to uh, have a plan in place because in the event that um, there are the, the gang of nine or ten or whatever, however there, how many there are, uh, decides that they're going to kill this project, we're going to have to be in a work something out with the province to try to salvage something. And at this point, we have no plan B. So I'm not quite sure how we lose a billion dollars of investment in the city, the thousands of jobs associated with this investment in the face of a $3 billion infrastructure deficit and a compounded annual deficit. So, um, frankly, I'm, I'm somewhat beside myself that we're even talking about saying no to a billion-dollar investment and the economic positive impact that we'll have on this particular city. It is mind-boggling that we would reject a billion dollars of investment in hard infrastructure, hard infrastructure that we actually need in order to move forward as a city in a sustainable manner. Earlier uh, today on the Bill Kelly show, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing what uh, Councillor Donna Skelly said, but basically said, you know, the plan B would, would be, you know, we, we'd go back to the province to say, hey, let's, let's just get more buses. Yeah, and then the buck 25 will get you a cup of coffee because you have to understand one thing. We don't have any liberal seats in this city. So the fact that they granted us 100% of the, of the actual cost is mind-boggling. You know how most, most governments are criticized for being uh, focused in on only those areas in parochial where they have seats. The Liberals have given this money to an area where it is presently controlled by New Democrats. It speaks volumes about the merits of the project rather than the politics of the project. So we give that money back, we're at the bottom of the list. And do you think, even remotely, anybody's going to trust us in the future to deal with us in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a bureaucrat in the, at the province or a politician. Because apparently, when we get into a memorandum of agreement, we break our word. And that's what this council is planning on doing, is breaking their word. That is a question not only of intelligence, but of integrity. 
Sam Marula is our guest, Ward 4 City Councilor here in Hamilton on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We're talking about yesterday's a plethora of delegations at City Hall and a big vote coming up next Wednesday at City Council uh, to uh, approve or uh, dismiss the uh, amended environmental assessment. Uh, if yesterday's any example, the LRT file has created a deep divide in this community. Is there a deep divide on council as well? Well, there is, but one that's been orchestrated or created for no other reason but political gain. See, a, a vote against the LRT is a vote for increased taxes in the suburban areas and in the mountains. There is a direct correlation between the LRT being built and assessment growth in the lower city, which then decreases taxes in the on the mountain and in the suburban area, as we've seen over the last few years as a result of that assessment growth. So rather than having a group of councillors try to um, create awareness about the benefits of this project, they're simply taking the easy way out and saying no. So if you sit, and everyone I've spoken to, my parents live on a mountain, they get it. They're looking forward to this project increasing assessment growth in the lower city and decreasing their taxes. I have sisters that live in Ancaster. They get it because someone has actually approached them, shown them what the actual facts are, rather than the alternative facts that are driving this this particular destructive movement. What are some of the more glaring alternative facts that you heard yesterday? Uh, There really weren't any new... There's no new information, uh, to to be quite frank. We've been working on this for nearly 11 years. So, in essence, we've had hundreds, if not thousands of hours of discussion surrounding this plan. Some people want to portray it as a fly-by-night plan. If you consider over a decade worth of work and thousands of hours of fly-by-night plan, at the end of the day, I I have nothing to say to you because you frankly don't grasp the issue for what it is you're trying to create an issue for what you think it should be for whatever motive you may have. Last one for you. There's there's a group of councillors who have not shown all their cards, the, the undecided, if you will. Is there an effort behind closed doors to pull them one way or another on this LRT? Always, but I'll be honest with you. Like the vote last night, the deferral vote, speaks volumes. I think uh, in, in many ways that vote represents where this vote ultimately is headed. Also, with respect to the denial of, of the Bay Street stop, which had no impact whatsoever on the envelope that we were going to focus in on developing the line, speaks volumes, because why would they not support the Bay Street stop if they had every intention of supporting the project itself? I predicted two years ago that we were headed towards where we are now, based on my long-standing relationship with a number of my colleagues, but more importantly, understanding the political arena. And I can assure you that we are exactly where I thought we would be, unfortunately, but that's the reality. And now we're at the 11th hour, and sheer sheer will and maybe hard work might get us over the hump, I'm hoping, but we need people to call their counselors. We need people to understand and, and research this project for what it is rather than what they're being told it's about. This is about sustainability. This is about infrastructure. This And just look at the budget. 80% of that budget has to do with roads, sidewalks, sewers, K-12 
cable, telecommunications, gas lines, and 20% has to do with, with public transit. You can tell where the priorities are in any budget by where the vast majority of that money is going. 80% of it's going to that hard infrastructure. And when you tie that into our pressures, it's a, it's a remedy. It's not a problem. It's not a challenge. It's not an obstacle. It's a remedy for, for our problems and our, and our challenges. The comment, uh, you know, people need to count, call their counselors. It sounds like you're not very optimistic come next Wednesday's vote. As I said publicly, I, I'm not, and I haven't been for, for about two years now. And I've tried everything and thrown everything in the kitchen sink and, and to try and move this thing forward as well as the mayor, uh, Councillor Farr, uh, Councillor Green, Councillor Johnson, and, and, and God bless Councillor Ferguson, who up in Ancaster is probably getting the most resistance, but sees it as, a, as a, because of his business acumen, understands this project for what it is rather than what some simpletons are making it out to be. Sam, appreciate the time. Good luck next Wednesday. Thank you, Rick. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.